From CICK Smithers Community Radio and CICK News, this is Loud and Clear. Loud and Clear is a podcast about voices we haven't heard enough from during this worldwide pandemic, people in long-term care facilities. How is isolation affecting their mental health? What message do they have for people experiencing anxiety and stress during this time? And does this isolation bring up memories from the past? Well, it's different, you know, like, um, sort of remind me of a uh, uh, residential school. Loud and Clear is a two-part series hosted by me, Pam Hassan, and created for CICK Smithers Community Radio News Program. We are broadcasting from the unceded Gittendem Territory, home of the Wet'suwet'en Nation. Anxieties have been mounting since the World Health Organization deemed COVID-19 a worldwide pandemic and in Canada, states of emergency were declared provincially from coast to coast. Here in BC, we took it seriously, shutting down non-essential businesses, First Nations communities, and remote locking down entrance to their towns and communities, and then closing public spaces such as parks and trails. For most of us, our news sources, social media, and Zoom calls have been riddled with stories of COVID-19 experiences. But what I haven't heard so much of is the effect this has had on our most vulnerable. Where are the voices from long-term care facilities and retirement homes? I wanted to ask those people what their message was. What do they want to send out into the world, especially in a time when life is getting back to normal-ish for the rest of us and they still need to remain on lockdown? This podcast is for those in isolation who need to hear It Will Be Alright. This is Loud and Clear. Our name is Toporowski. I have a son in uh, real estate. And this fellow went in to ask Mike about uh, some property. So then he said, he says to Mike, he says, you know what that means in Polish? <laughs> Battle axe. <laughs> oh, we really have to. It's pretty funny. This is Anne. She's 81 and... Badlax isn't the word I would use to describe her. Her laugh is infectious, she's upbeat, straightforward, and she has a knack for giving you the best parts of any story. Originally from Ottawa, Anne and her husband moved west in 1972. My husband uh, was working for the uh, airport, you know, the, uh, and he, he worked in the airport, but he was a draftsman. So I used to work for French Lumber in Ottawa. I used to, you know, do the typing and the... Uh, Sending out letters. I was just at the desk there, right, to uh, to do things like that. But there was there was another girl there, and she was Ukrainian. So she told me, she says, "You want to come to a Ukrainian party? Because I have a fella here that uh, doesn't know any girls or anything, and he just got there." So I met him that night. So we met each other at New Year's, on New Year's party, and we got married August the eighth. So that. <laughs> And we were very pleased and close since that time, you know, so that's great. He was very gentle and he wasn't, uh, you know, harsh or anything like that. And that's what I liked about him. You know, both of us had a lot of fun together and that's it. So that's what we were like the whole, you know, our whole things on, uh, during the wedding or during the marriage. So that was okay with me. But that's the only thing we can do. He was Ukrainian and I was French, so we automatically we spoke English all the time. Alec was her husband. They had a lovely marriage. 
They created art together, making little cards for people and some Ukrainian folk music too. Anne and Alec played Ukrainian music together in a prayer group. Alec played the accordion and Anne the piano. Alec, her love, passed away in 2005. And that's how she came to Smithers. Uh, well, he died of cancer. So I have a daughter here. So she came to Edmonton. She came down for the funeral. <laughs> a few days later, she comes in. I thought she was home already. She says, Mom, pack your suitcase. You're moving to Smithers. Well, Joanne, I own everything here, and I own this place. It's okay. I'll take care of it. So she, <laughs> so she says, I've worked in the bank for over 10 years. I know what I'm doing. So I just left it up to her. So I'm just sitting here. It's okay with me. So he does. she does everything for me. She receives all my bills and all whatever, you know. I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> so that's okay with me. Her daughter Joanne, who brought her to Smithers, teaches elementary school here and even sometimes brings the students to the meadows to play with the residents and sometimes entertain. She's a school teacher. She teaches the little kids grade one, two, and three. And they come here once a month to visit with us. It's so cute. Yeah, so, and they're very artistic. You can see well what they can do. It's just unreal at that age. Because one little fella sat at the piano, and he was just so tiny. And all of a sudden, he started playing jazz <laughs> really fast. We couldn't believe Joanne's sitting there with tears in her eyes just listening to this little guy. You can hear her love for children and their tiny talents and the joy of their visits to the meadows. I wondered what the toll was on Anne of losing those visits from the outside world. Oh, this is unbelievable. We're stuck in here. You know, they won't let us out. But the only thing we can do, they have a walker on the building here. It's quite a large building. And we can walk around the walk because it's on the property. So that's the only thing we can do, and I have to go for a walk with a walker already, you know. So this, uh, you know, it's pretty funny because the Val comes in when we're eating dinner, and she says, I need your attention. She says, you can't go anywhere, you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you never can kiss either, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of men in there. So. so what's Anne's advice for someone who's feeling anxious during this time? Well, getting through it, I think you have to... It changes your mind, like, and you have to get to know that, uh, hey, this is going to happen someday, so you have to really live with it, you know, and be happy about everything, and don't glum down about saying, hey, I, I don't, I miss this, and I miss that, and no, that's that's the way we are, actually, you know, and especially when you get to know the people that live around you, we always have a lot of fun together, you know. Isolation affects each of us in different ways. What I learned from speaking to these wonderful women from the Meadows is that each of their perspectives on isolation can't be boiled down into one phrase. Myrtle McIntyre was the second person I spoke to at the Meadows. Uh, My name is Myrtle McIntyre, and I've been here for five years. Um, I came here on Mother's Day, (laughs) actually, in the 15, I think it was 2015, year after my husband died. She's 87 years old. Myrtle worked as a nurse and keeps a pragmatism about her when speaking about COVID-19 and the results of this pandemic on the North. Originally from Merritt, Myrtle moved to Burns Lake to be a nurse, where she met her future husband, Wally McIntyre. Well, I came here to work. I'm a nurse. 
an RN. I came to Burns Lake, actually, to work, and I met my husband there. And uh, we got married and uh, moved here to Smithers. He was a lineman for hydro, and uh, uh, we had all our children here. We had five. <laughs> well, I worked in hospitals probably 35 years, perhaps a little longer if you include the training. And I worked as nurse's aide before I became, before I went into nurse's training. I always knew what I wanted, and that's what I worked work towards. And uh, I come from Merritt, or that area, and uh, went to high school there. I asked Myrtle if, given her lifelong career in nursing, she's ever experienced anything like this in healthcare, and if so, what advice she has for people suffering from anxiety due to the state of the world and being in isolation. No, I haven't. Not at all. And... Uh, uh, no, I haven't. Uh, well, we just have to be patient, and uh, I, I think that's the main thing. Just be patient and obey the rules, and it, it is going to happen. We are going to get through it, and uh, that's really all I have to say about it. Myrtle stays positive and spoke about the activities the Meadow staff practices to keep residents feeling active and as safe. As long as we uh, maintain distancing and uh, obey the rules, we are, we can do that. So, uh, and she tries to keep us active and uh, uh, different games and, uh, you know, we can't get close, but uh, we had bingo one day and things like that. She's kept in touch with her children and grandkids, talking on the phone, and keeps herself social and positive through the Meadows mealtime and staying active with walks. Val Smith is a common linchpin mentioned by all three women I interviewed. It's obvious she's loved and respected there. Well, they phone me, and or I phone them, and uh, we're not uh, that cut off from other people, and we can visit too with other with other tenants, and we eat together. We have two meals uh, here in the dining room, and uh, we have two at each table, and they're all six feet apart. <laughs> so uh, we maintain the distancing and uh, washing hands frequently, and uh, we have a beautiful place here. We can get outside and walk around the building, and Val does exercises for us twice a week. And she keeps uh, keeps us active as much as possible. She's very busy and she's pleasant, and uh, uh, we like her. We all love her very much. And uh, uh, the staff are great here. Myrtle's final words to my questioning was a message of hope and trust in the healthcare system at work in BC. Our leaders, our prime minister and the health ministers, and uh, are handling it very well. I really like uh, Dr. Henry, yes. And uh, I think they're doing really well. So uh, we're very lucky, I think, to have the people we have. Hello, I'm Stella Barnes, and I'm currently living at the Meadows. And lastly, this is Stella. She's 75. Uh, We are uh, shut down here because of the COVID-19 virus. And uh, we are going into our eighth week, and uh, it's been, well, it's been okay for most of us, I think. Uh, 
we can still get out and walk. Uh, I do quite a bit of walking. I try to put in 24 blocks a day. I'm not allowed to go very far, but it's a block and back. So, so I don't know. I find always finding things to do. I I listen to my radio a lot. I don't have TV. As you can hear, she's been keeping herself busy during isolation. I read quite a bit. I've been reading a book about uh, a girl who was 19 years old. It's a true story, and she went to Uganda to uh, help the people there and the job she did and uh, how she loved the Lord so much. And uh, it's very scriptural, and it's a beautiful story. So if anyone ever wants to read it, it's called Kisses Kisses from Katie. It's a beautiful book. So I just finished that one, and I have other books that my friends bring me. Stella is the eternal optimist who calls herself lucky and is grateful for her apartment, the lovely weather, and space to be able to see her friends at the meadows. And now, um, just recently, it's opened up that we can have uh, our friends come. They sit out on the lawn, and we sit on on our patio so that we're at a social distance apart, and they can come and visit, and they come on nice days when the sun's shining, so that's always nice. I've just been enjoying watching the grass green up and the leaves come on the trees and I wake up sometimes four or five in the morning and all the birds are singing and it's absolutely gorgeous and when I went for my walk this morning about oh I don't know 7 30 or so all the little birds were singing in the trees and the sky was blue it was really beautiful so anyhow I managed to fill in my days and uh, I enjoy them and uh, We'll be very glad when things open up again, but until then, this is just okay, and they're taking very good care of us here at the Meadows, and I appreciate everything that all the workers have done for us. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Stella moved from Pender Island when she was 15 and met her husband, Chuck Barnes. I came I came to McBride when I was 15, so I came from, from the Gulf Islands before that. I was raised on Pender Island at the Gulf Islands. And I came to McBride, maybe you know of it. It's only 50 miles from McBride, though. His job moved there, so we were there for, oh, 50, 40 years, I guess. And uh, my husband died just before our 50th anniversary when he was 70, so I'm on my own now. It's what happens, and we just have to learn to cope with it, and I have had help from God all through it, so I feel really, really blessed. She has an acute perspective on her faith and how to live life for today, not for tomorrow. I wanted to uh, get out on my own, but I didn't want to be without friends or anything, you know, and I knew if I moved into an apartment, I would be in my apartment and they would be in their apartment. And here we have two meals together and I've met everybody here, and I'm friends with one woman in particular. Her name is Mary. We're good friends. And so I don't feel shut away from everybody like I would have if I had gone anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's wonderful. I've got a beautiful apartment here at the Meadows. The sun shines in in the morning. In the, I get the morning sun, and I just really love it here. And I love Smithers and the people. I really do. I want to make this my home for, for the rest of my life. Her final message to the rest of us. Well, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard for me to relate to what the younger ones really 
want or need. But I would just say, you know, try try and do what you can every day and take one day at a time because really that's all we've got. We, we have today. We're not sure about tomorrow. We can't be. And so live life to the full one day at a time with as many things as you can do. And I would just like to tell them to, to, to keep God as their focus and to know that he's there for us all and he loves us. Things happen that we have no, no control over, but you know, things come out pretty good most of the time, just about all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank my interviewees, Ann Toporowski, Myrtle McIntyre, and Stella Barnes for saying yes to this experiment and giving me some really great tape. <laughs> that relax. <laughs> Huge thanks to Val Smith, who this project wouldn't have happened without, and to the Meadow staff for treating the residents with respect and kindness. This has been part one of Loud and Clear for CICK Smithers Community Radio. Tune in next Thursday for part two. If you like what you hear, Please follow CICK News and Smithers Community Radio on Facebook and send us a message if you would like to participate in our podcast or know someone who should. As always, this has been Smithers Community Radio from beautiful Smithers, British Columbia. And uh, it was nice to be able to touch base with you folks out there and uh, I guess that's probably about all I really have to say and thank you for listening. When I was interviewing Anne, Stella, and Myrtle, I asked if they would like to hear a song played after their interviews. I was surprised and kind of delighted at their choices. Anne, who, as I mentioned, played in a Ukrainian folk group with her husband, wasn't sure what to ask for, but I figured she might enjoy an old folk tune. For Anne, I'm playing Hey Mama, the Salt Peddler is Coming from Ukrainian Folk Music Village to Village by Brothers Ivan. Myrtle asked to hear Harvest Moon by a good Canadian boy, Neil Young. This also happens to be my sister's favorite song, so I'm happy to play that. Stella knew immediately she wanted a lovely gospel song and chose Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me, which I found a lovely version of sung by the incomparable Ella Fitzgerald. Thanks again for tuning in. Listen in next Tuesday for part two of Loud and Clear. Rock of ages cleft for me Let me hide myself in
Hemamo čumak ide, hemamo ribu veze Zaprosimo dajmo knjive, budemamo v domu riba Hemamo druhi ide, hemamo soli veze Zaprosimo i druho, budemamo soli mnoho Krasa tvoja, pokis ještě malo daje, ja malo da jak jahoda, ještě mene za muškoda. Hej, 